Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. I am Aaron. And today we're talking about Season 11, Episode 6, titled On the Inside. They're uh, talking about the house. They're talking about... Um, what else could they be talking about? I don't know. Daryl. Daryl has a mole. Okay. He's working yeah, on the he inside. still doesn't feel like he's on the inside. I, I don't know. The... There's a scene at the very end of this episode that makes me think he might not be as on the inside as he thinks. Or uh, true. Well, he doesn't even think he is. Yeah, it seems tenuous. Um, uh, there's there's monkey men crawling around on the inside of walls. Manimals, as I like to call them. Manimals. They're also womanimals, yeah. so I don't know what to. There's true. They're call true. Them, but uh, there there's uh, Connie's getting all up inside uh, zombie guts. Uh, yeah, she uses that trick to pretty good effect. She got the insides on the outside. That's what it should have been called on the outside. You, they need to like smear the zombie guts. If you can shield somebody just by standing in front of them, they, they need to designate somebody the guts guy, right? Like, hey, if it yeah. comes down to it, shove us all into a corner, rub guts on yourself because we don't want to get really gross. That's right. That's right. There's no need. No need for oh. all of us to have to do laundry. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> right. And the Alexandria laundry system, not as good as you would hope. So, no, no. I mean, I saw it. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fat guy riding a bicycle, <laughs> and that fat guy's dead, and the bicycle's burned. So. That's true. Hill, that was a hilltop. They got no. They're 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 beating the shit on rocks now. Oh my god. Yep. Uh, what do you think of this? Uh, another Greg Nicotero directorial is it outing? Yeah. You yeah, know, I, now that you say that, that makes a certain amount of sense. I mm-hmm. don't dislike it. I think it's a little silly. The concept of a manimal is ridiculous, but no more ridiculous than any other ridiculous thing we've seen on this show. So I let it slide. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that said, I kind of liked it. I, I get what they're going for here with, you know, Virgil's um, change of heart as his, uh, you know, meeting with Michonne, let's call it, sort of pays dividends here. Uh, he's coming back to the real world a little bit, but I don't know what his fate is at the end of this because he gets stabbed a bunch. So who mm. knows? That might that this might have been his one episode he gets before his death. Um, and everything else, I guess the reuniting of Connie with Kelly was pretty pretty nice. Although we didn't get much of it. It was just like one hug, and then I guess they're off. Yeah, I, uh, what are we always saying about The Walking Dead? Like, you know, they either need to get serious about shit or they need to get to Z Nation level. And I mm-hmm. felt like this episode with this director, I mean, it, half of the episode I thought works in kind of, um, you know, a schlocky, low budget horror movie kind of way. Mm-hmm. You know, like some crazy backwoods cannibal family, uh, like some bone tomahawk. Uh, Hills have eyes. Yeah. Hills, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, just, just go nuts with the, the horror and the bulging yellow eyes and, the uh, and I, I thought that like clearly Nicotero loves this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that stuff worked. There was a couple of things where like, uh, yeah, I wouldn't say I, I was terrified, but like I was appropriately concerned and, you know, yeah. it felt like watching one of those schlocky kind of slasher flicks. Um, and I, and I, there's one point it's like, holy shit, is this the house that, the you know, Maggie was talking about, but I thought that she had kind of probably mm. wrecked that shop. So it's like, oh, they're clearly this is the setup. That was the illusion this uh, to the setup for this episode. Uh, and then, you know, the the Reaper stuff, I guess, was OK. 
it's you know it's one of those things where it's like it'd be a lot more tense if i didn't know that daryl like honestly yeah just knowing that daryl nothing can happen to him is is a damn shame because like final season you know, uh, Norman Reed has been doing this for 11 seasons, like him getting to graduate early midterm. Like I could see that, you know what I mean? Uh, but like none of those scenes have any real tension. Um, and then the, yeah, Carol, you know, redeeming herself by stumble fucking into Connie. Like, ah, I don't know how I think about that, but, but yeah, it's, it's nice to see the walking dead kind of swing for really gross fences, especially this close to Halloween. So I, I think those act, uh, aspects of the show were pretty enjoyable. Yeah, the the haunted house sort of feel that they go for here was both. It, it, I, I don't know. I liked it, and also it felt a little bit weird in this context with the manimals running around. You wouldn't necessarily think that they would have rigged an entire house to be like, I don't know, saw level, like booby traps and. I, you know, it felt like a scary movie and I don't mean any scary movie. I mean, scary movie, the the series mm-hmm. where like mm-hmm. there is there's a ghost in this house or something and it's doing strange things. Um, it just it felt a little more organized, I guess, than I would think manimals would be. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like uh, these guys out in the woods, like setting kind of improvised traps and stuff would make maybe a little bit more sense. But yeah, they're so far gone. They're just essentially, you know, Gollum at this point. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't I don't understand. Uh, None of their uh, tactics seemed all that sophisticated, you know, Um, but they're able to make sliding passages and or I guess they probably yeah, like a Winchester house or something. Right. It's like, yeah. So like what that's the thing. It's like there's a lot of questions about mm -hmm. these people's existence and how they survive, given their location and all that kind of stuff. The episode is never going to give us any of those answers because all they care about is the the horror house aspect of it which which worked well like i said in isolation yeah like if this was a halloween episode of the walking dead who Mm -hmm. who gives a shit it's 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 nice and i like what they're doing with connie being you know extremely tired and wanting to get home and being afraid like the the thing that made this work for me is the fear of the whispers right um without that i'm like well connie just fucking sleep you know you're in this Mm -hmm. house you got somebody there to stand guard just sleep but she's scared to death of the whisper she's just been through this very traumatic experience i get it uh and and that stuff was working really well like when she's peering through the razor blade hole right and she thinks she sees something but did she because she's really tired she could be hallucinating and then later on yeah. she does hallucinate right she does see something through the wall that's not there so it, it worked pretty well what they were doing with that part of the episode and it continues to be terrifying anytime we're inside Connie's POV in a stressful situation because, you mm, know, like yeah. permanent stealth zombies when you don't have uh, hearing uh, like anytime you go in there and it's just it's just dead quiet. And, uh, you know, she's frantically performing. You can see her breathe, but she can't. It's I, I think that stuff is really effective. I'm honestly shocked that Walking Dead hasn't just beat that shit into the ground. Yeah, like anytime you want to generate tension, throw Connie into something and go into her POV <laughs> well, so you can't she's hear been anything. Gone and for half terrified. A season, so true, true. She's been doing the, the Eternals work over on. She's been getting yeah. the Marvel checks, like deny before her. Yeah, uh, don't deny so, her. Yeah, her Marvel checks. Don't deny her her Marvel checks. That's right. Ugh. All right, that's enough preamble with that joke. Uh, <laughs> let's get into the recap, but first, let's take a quick break. All right, we start off the episode with Connie and Virgil running from something. Don't really get to see what it is. They eventually run into a house where walkers begin to pile up at the door. I thought at the beginning they said, no, let's not run into a house. But then they end up just running into a house. Well, she I don't because the the thing is, is like for I couldn't figure out what was going on with Connie. Like they slowly throughout the episode tell the story of her being just traumatized by this days on end being stuck underground with zombies kind of, which does sound terrifying, especially Um, if one of those zombies could be a human that wants to kill you. Yeah, true. And you're like you're already in a world of silence and now you're in a world of utter darkness in that cave like that must have been just a terrifying experience is going along with this 
writhing mass of corpses, just like all of your senses robbed except for smell and touch and I guess taste. You want to get your tongue involved, but like all that, like, oh, yeah, I want to smell and oh, I want to touch all this, this, this fetid corpses like it's it, it's got to be. And, and they did a really good job of kind of showing that uh, I, I thought some of this like running face first into a giant spider web with a giant spider on it. Like that mm-hmm. was like nice little Nicotero touch that's kind of got me squicked out at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminded me a lot of, like the house, especially in kind of the gothic uh, semi southern setting. It reminded me a lot of like American Horror Story Roanoke season. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I kept on getting that that vibe because even the protagonist of that season kind of has a little bit of commonality with like uh, um, what's uh john murphy kevin kevin carroll yeah yeah virgil uh so i thought that stuff was good and you know you got these uh, there's a couple things i thought like when the grass started moving and then they pawn paying back to uh, the connie and she just like eyes bulge out in horror and she just starts screaming i thought they're gonna do some kind of fucked up tree int like zombie thing (laughs) no she's just traumatized (laughs) by zombies in general right now so like um yeah, I, I I like that. I like that uh, it's, it's a good cold open. It was, yeah. And not showing us what they were actually running from, I think, was kind of the capper there. Yeah. Uh, Carol, back at the at Alexandria, doesn't want to wait for the council for, you know, to form a plan to go get Connie, and she's ready to ride off on her own. She finds out that Kelly has already ridden off on a horse. So they got to go after her. She's riding hellbent for leather. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, oh, man, I started like, oh, Jesus, a debate about whether Carol mm-hmm. should go alone or whether we should wait for a bigger group. And then Rosita's here as the bargain maker. Oh, it's just split us up into groups of two. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, we're going to split the party. <laughs> None of this plot is that is is actually that important. No. Uh, and Carol was always going to go regardless, like whatever they said, right. uh, you know, the council will banish you. Who gives a shit? I'm leaving. Like yeah the, the way rosita does that like it's funny because uh i just just she comes in to deliver one line it's kind of like uh i don't know it feels like the actor is uh, uh, rosita's actor is just kind of over the show you know like she's coming in she hits her yeah. mark she delivers her line why not both and then gets off like well, there's a certain kind of anything like, so why wouldn't she be like yeah she she started to get some stuff mm-hmm. when you like had Sadiq, Sadiq yeah. and you had Dante and you had the baby and you had the, but like all that shit kind of like Gabriel just took over yeah. and uh, the only thing she's got to do is kind of huff and puff that she isn't able to go out on the hunting parties as much anymore yep I don't know I, I, I feel like it's it's getting so, the some final seasonitis on on some of these folks that haven't uh, gotten maybe the best juiciest rolls to sink their teeth into for sure. So then Connie examines a map in her pocket while Virgil checks out the rest of the house. He tells her no one's here and you need to get some rest while, while I keep watch. Connie refuses to sleep because she thinks it's unsafe uh, and she decides to search the house again. Yeah, like this uh, at this point, they did a pretty good job of being, oh, this is what's going on with, with Connie with the mm-hmm. like jump flashbacks to like being, you know, just like just jump scares of a few frames of writhing hordes of zombies. Um, this this house, though. Assuming we're still in the D.C. suburbs, I don't know what kind of gothic horror hunting lodge cabin we've got going on here that has all these moose heads but also has all these like 18th 19th century portraits of yeah there's there's a lot of like hints of opulence but it's ran down but it's been in design yeah i don't know where the hell you find a house like this in uh the the dc metro area but uh there you go maybe if maybe the manimals redecorated where what is up with this map uh where did she get it i have no idea they I felt like this wasn't explained. Um, I'm not sure why they showed it, because I don't know where it came from, who gave it to her, etc. Yeah, I, if we're supposed to remember this map from a previous episode, I definitely don't. Um, no. Is this something she could have like made from memory to try and get home? But then why? Maybe. Uh, why write maybe. it down if it's coming from your your memory anyway? It's. And they did a couple of things in this episode that I was curious about, and this this is one of them. Because I guess Connie might not have been to Alexander that often, right? She was a hilltop regular, so maybe she's got some kind of script. But like, why would she be carrying that? Or 
maybe like she's writing down everything she could remember to help. I, I don't know. I, I, I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. Same here. So then we go over to uh, the Reapers hometown. Are they at Meridian? I don't even know anymore. I think so. I think this we've established now. Like, I I don't know, because now that we know that Pope doesn't trust it, Daryl, I am less sure that this is their actual home base and this is their full extent of their numbers. Mm, yeah. Um, because I found this location a little bit underwhelming, but, uh-huh. but maybe I don't know. All right, anyway, we're over there. Maggie's dude's being tortured by Pope's dude. Uh, Carver, I guess is his name. Pope invites Daryl to get in on the torture, so he does. And Daryl has to cut off the guy's finger, but he manages to get Maggie's location. Let's say, let's put that in quotes here, uh, out of him. And then Pope sends Leah, Daryl, and Carver to scout it out. Actually, he sends a few other people too, That's but that's who he says is going. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't, um, I'm not sure how I feel about this. Like Daryl's done some, uh, uh, pretty rough shit. Like, you know, when he says, uh, I've done worse, maybe not to a friend, but like, yeah, mm-hmm. we've, we've seen Daryl torture people before. We've seen Daryl execute people before. Um, but it is, uh, I- I'm not sure what they're going. Like the guy, he's basically saying, go ahead and give up Maggie to save yourself because I'll be here and I won't let anything bad happen to, to Maggie. This guy doesn't know Maggie that all that or doesn't know Daryl that well and probably his capabilities. Maybe, you know, Maggie's told them on the way to this thing, the legend of Daryl killing the tank one V one. I don't know. (laughs) But like this seemed like a lot of confidence to place in oneself that you can single handedly protect this guy. And like, I don't know. Frost just gets killed at the end of this, no matter what happens. Like, unless Daryl's plan was, I'm going to go to this location, hope that Maggie and the full group is there, jump these guys at half strength, and then, and if that's the plan, the plan fucking failed, dude. Mm-hmm. So, I, I feel like Frost is going to die. I, I, I honestly don't, I honestly don't, I know that Daryl won't die, that's the only thing, because, like, yeah. I would be on pins and fucking needles, because this Pope guy seems real scary, and it's a scary situation. I wish I didn't know that Daryl was going to survive no matter what. Yeah, I guess it's the, it's the best shot he's got, though, right? Like, what else is he going to do? Um, if yeah. he doesn't give up any information, then he's killed. If he gives up Maggie's location, then he's a traitor, a Judas, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he, d- he doesn't have a lot of good options here. So trusting Daryl is probably the best option he has. And on, on the first time through, I thought with this guy with Carver... Mm-hmm. which is funny the guy is carving pieces you know wanting to carve pieces off of people's names carver um he was pretty being pretty defiant of daryl for no good reason and i thought that kind of shocking you know with them baptizing him by fire and like bringing him into the congregation and the two episodes ago that carver's kind of like open defiance i'm like are, what what part of the squad is unclear on him joining the brotherhood aspect of yeah. it and why is pope cool with this i guess it's because pope never fully trusted the guy but i don't know there's wheels within wheels mm-hmm. uh I, it blew my mind when they revealed that leah actually didn't know that she was going to be tested in the the fire room like i yeah. this guy's playing playing all kinds of games and it doesn't <laughs> yeah, doesn't make a lot of sense to me so yeah hopefully it'll make more sense as we learn more um i do think they did a better job this time of having Daryl pass information in plain view to this guy, to, to frost. Uh, Cause when they did it in the cells last time, it was super obvious to anybody watching oh, that yeah. they're winking and nodding and saying, we're going to tell them what they want to hear. Right. Except w- that's not the story at all. This time it was a lot more subtle, a lot better. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm happy about that. Yeah. Uh, and then we go out to Connie, still checking the house. Uh, she sees someone hiding in the walls in the bathroom, which sounds insane because it kind of is. And she runs down to Virgil to try and tell him, but breaks her pencil. And so she destroys one of the paintings by scratching not alone into it. Uh, I actually thought this, uh, the, the row of portraits with the eyes gouged out and stuff like, I mean, you know what's happening. Like, I'm like, oh, there's going to be a false wall. There's going to be eyes. 
Mm, um, yeah. But it's still it's still creepy, you know, mm-hmm. like this dusty cobweb thing with these uh, paintings with the eyes gouged out. I thought, you know, the safety razor, double edged safety razor dispensary slot uh, in the medicine cabinets that I thought that was cool. And I, looking that that disgusting yellow eyed dude, dude, I would never put my eyes up to one of those. Never. Never. I like one of my greatest Bet. fears is being like having a I don't even want to say it because it'll it'll set people off. It sets me off. I can't do it. Uh, just eye damage is bad. It's bad. Yeah. Best case scenario, you're going to get a rusty razor blade <sighs> through the eyeball. Yeah. And yeah. and then you go to to monkey man manimals uh, from there. But I, I thought that was great. That yellow eyeball was disgusting. It was mm-hmm. shocking. And uh, a, a, again, pretty well done. Yeah, they get some real golem energy going on. They really do. They really do. The loincloths and all that. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. Also, I really liked the uh, the paintings with the eyes gouged. Yeah, that's never not scary. It's never not creepy. Um, really any kind of defacing of any photographs or especially paintings and the fancier the mm-hmm. frame the more terrifying mm-hmm. it is oh of I think course, like yeah, if you just get your Ikea frames your, your straight matte black sure sure squared off ones how much evil scary. energy can be contained in that but you got <laughs> right. some ornate you know 17th century gilded frames and oh, oh fuck yeah. there's some there's some black magic contained in there on a frame that looks like Michelangelo could have framed this mm-hmm mm-hmm uh, and then we go. Did you know that those things were real? Those the, the, you know we don't we don't see them anymore now because we all either use electric razor or some kind of seven bladed monstrosity oh. from from yeah, Bic. Yeah. But like those those that used to be everyone everyone your grandpa you're probably your dad if you're listening to this used to uh shave with one of those double edged safety razors where it's mm-hmm. like uh you know it's about an inch long it's sharp on both sides it's really thin and they're hideously sharp like it's very unsafe to to handle them so. Uh, a lot of times you would collect a whole bunch of them and then, you know, put them in a container and then dispose of that. So your trash man doesn't cut his fucking fingers or he's getting so like almost it was a ubiquitous feature in homes from 50, 60 years ago to yeah. you know have a little slot where you could just slide those things in when they went dull. Uh, so I thought that was that was pretty cool. I always wondered how you get them out or do you just fill your wall with razor blades? See, that's the thing. Is like I don't think they just go into some void in the wall. I, I, there was always like a like a you know you could uh, retrieve like a box. You know they'd all slide. Okay. Then you'd slide out a box from that thing, and then you could empty it, or you could throw the whole container away, or, or whatever. That makes more sense than you know doing some plumbing. <laughs> like yeah, you're just putting the burden from the trash man onto the plumber, right? Where he yeah, cracks yeah, in your wall, like- and suddenly a avalanche of razor sure. blades comes out sure let's, let's throw some wet sharp metal <laughs> objects where all the wires are in the house that's yeah. same that seems safe yeah yeah love it uh so there are actually six scouts going to approach this yellow house that frost told them about and they're coordinating their approach daryl's able to signal maggie inside the uh one of the houses by shaking the down power lines before they breach but that's kind of cool yeah it, i thought it worked although it's risky. Like you're, you're essentially, if anyone's keeping lookout at all, you know, that gives them about a, what a minute that thing is probably swaying to mm-hmm. kind of notice that like, Oh fuck, that's, that's a big thing. That's, that's mo- yeah, but it's quiet. So I thought that was kind of, so it'd be a while. I'm like, what the fuck is he trying to do? Jumpstart to town. <laughs> right. I, was, I thought, is he testing this thinking maybe he can climb it? What's he's going to start do some CrossFit shit. Just grab two <laughs> of the cables and just start doing <laughs> sine waves with them back for, but like, yeah, it's like, Oh, and then when it was from Maggie's perspective, I'm like, ah, yeah. Uh, so oh, well, can I ask you this? Yeah. Where the, f- what? So just now that we know them and we've seen their fate, they just don't, they just don't wear masks anymore. Dude. But yes. that thing is wearing masks to increase the terror and, 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 and what, but and now they're just going around not wearing masks. Well, they didn't Horse have an extra shit. set for Daryl so they figured what's oh, the Oh they didn't want him to feel left out yeah. I see. Oh well, also see. like really? if, if they can't all reap then none of them are gonna reap Because I'm counting two depending on how to uh, at least one maybe two charred corpses in the last couple of days I think you got extra masks man that's true. I think you got a bunch of actors they're like it's bullshit that we're not <laughs> we're in this mo- we're not even gonna get seen fuck you guys like yeah. but, but that's I mean dumb. that's 100% what it is it's we want to see the characters emote we want to see like we want to give these actors time on screen. It's yeah, it's bullshit. Hey man, nobody forced you to put them in fucking hockey masks. You could have gone right. with camo. You could have gone and get, you could did a lot of stuff and you fucking chose this. And now you've the, the one unique thing about these guys 
other than their religious bullshit is is Damascus. They could have been astronauts. What if you have a whole group of like evil astronauts, right? Those big bubble helmets, and then you can see right through those. Yeah, yeah. Get weird with it. Get like you know a fallout. Right, they're already doing like, have, a, have a band, yeah, have a band of uh, cosmonauts. They call themselves the cosmonauts. They're going around God. in fish fish bowls over their heads. Yeah, why uh-huh. not? It's terrifying, terrifying. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Oh, so one they of enter has the a house. No bus? Huh? One of them has a blunderbuss that they stole off the set of Pirates of the Caribbean. Like none of these. Like, Do they? Yeah, I, I didn't see that. Wow. Yeah, like like some kind of 16th century antique shotgun. Like these guys are wild. These guys are really wild. Maybe their blacksmith was like, "I'm gonna make some guns, <laughs> but I need an example of one." So they went to the right, Smithsonian. Exactly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> they just picked up the first gun they saw, sure. which happens to be the first makes, gun that was ever made. Makes sense to me. Uh, yeah, they go inside the house. No one's home. Daryl suggests they stay for a while, but Leah sends everyone to search the rest of the town. Uh. Daryl's a little clumsy here, I think, but it's not terrible. It's not awful. No. You know, he's just making suggestions that are not good. Right. But they seem, you know, they 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 seem like they could be good yeah, suggestions. Yeah, he's got reasons. Like, let's and, stay and, uh, here. You know, and... it's like, it's it's not exactly the smoothest I've ever seen him, but like, he's no. making shit up as he goes along. So, And it is about the most lines he's had in... 11 seasons <laughs> i swear right, he talks right. so much yep. in this episode it was weird they're really yeah they're really uh they're really shining a spotlight on daryl yeah. now that like rick and michonne is are gone he's he's clearly and the draw now they've already inked the contracts for the spinoff right right really buttressing the character up mm-hmm. uh we go back to kelly who's on her own she finds an abandoned camp with connie's bag in it and she reads an ominous cave journal. Let's call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this can stuff is really familiar. Did they do this in the show before? Like the 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 perimeter with the the wire with the cans on it. To make yeah, noise. we've we, we we've seen him do that before. Yeah, the like predator deal. I thought so. I couldn't remember where. I thought it was maybe around the terminus times when they were kind of in the woods, just out in the middle of nowhere. The thing is, is isn't isn't uh, Virgil not a great survivor because they've been on a uh like i it's i I was thinking who did all this elaborate stuff because connie is deaf i don't think it would occur to her to rig up a sound trap and virgil is kind of like a uh is a bit of a virgin of a zombie survivor i think Mm because he's been on that research island kind of insulated from from all that they haven't had to worry about daily daily attacks so I was like, huh, yeah. who who did that? Um, also, where'd they get these horses? Is this where Alexander, the rest of Alexandria horses has been? They stole them and trying to ride to Alexandria, but uh, apparently they're just wild horses roaming free everywhere in these woods. Apparently. So maybe they just yeah. picked a few up. Yeah, and that might be true. A, a, a dozen years after the apocalypse, all the, mm-hmm. you know, you got all these feral domesticated horses running around, maybe. All right, Virgil checks out the bathroom, but doesn't see anything and thinks that Connie's hallucinating due to lack of sleep. Connie's losing her shit. She decides she's going to leave. And as they walk down the hall, the house just closes off a wall on him, cutting each other Mm -hmm. off. Uh, Connie's chased into a staircase by some kind of freakish manimal. This Uh, is weird. I like the I, I, this was effective. I was like, oh my, because this is something, you know, you expect a lot out of The Walking Dead at this point, but like, I did not expect feral man people. No. Um, and just the the sudden silence when that door slams shut. Uh, mm-hmm. She's very good at emoting terror. Yeah. Um, she is. Uh, and and doing the silence stuff that they do in this episode was really effective. I, I found myself I so. much more in Connie's POV, Connie's like headspace here. Yeah, and they did some James Wanish things where they do some misdirect because like I was looking when they went back to the bathroom and the camera kind of holds the frame of the vanity for a while. I was expecting something to, you know, when when Virgil shut the mirror, that there'd be something there that you would see that would. But no, so I was kept on like getting tense, getting tense and then like boom out of nowhere, the, the hallway closes off. You know, again, this isn't uh, the conjuring, but I thought it built. In the early parts, some some effective tension here. Yeah, I mean it's pretty obvious that Nicotero wanted to do some straight up horror stuff. 
Um, and especially works like so I think Nicotera does know a thing or two about horror and you know having this deaf woman make her way down this hallway and like you know kind of like and and that this unseen figure just like in the lower third of the corner of the camera kind of like you just see this uh, a shock of filthy matted hair kind of dart like mm -hmm. she's being stalked it it, it works for me yeah yeah it's well done uh, then we go to Daryl's scouting party searching another house and they find some evidence of recent inhabitants. He realizes uh, they're hiding. Daryl, that is, realizes they're hiding under the floorboards and kind of makes a move to obfuscate that a little bit or misdirect yeah. from it. Although he drags, drags stands the carpet right on a foot it. over. Yeah, yeah. He, he probably could have done better. Probably could have put his foot mm -hmm. over the trap door, but whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, Daryl says, hey, we should all leave. And Carver calls him out on like being pretty wishy-washy, wanted to leave or stay. And then Leah stops this uh, petty bickering and tells Daryl to get with the program. You're either with us or you're not. Stop pissing off the carver before he carves you up. Yeah. Next up, Carol, Magna, and Rosita catch up with Kelly. She shows them what she found, and Kelly's worried as they all move off to find Connie. Not uh, much Kelly here. fell in mud, and <laughs> the show it. showed... The show showed good restraint by not having a mud zombie come out because I feel like every time mm. you've ever seen mud in this show, going back to like season two and three, you've always had some disgusting mud zombie come out of it. But they clearly shot the whole episode's wad on all the animals, uh, mm. makeup and action and loincloth. Loincloth budget sword in this yeah. episode. It was so they they an infinite amount then, more than usual. Yeah, and you know, you know, Greg was like, "I need my mud zombie." I need my and Kang's like, oh, "Well, here's the spreadsheet, man. Do you, you got this gross yellow eyeball, and you got the mud zombie. You got to cut one." He's like, "Ah, oh, fine. I'll take the razor blade slot eyeball." Jesus, but he wanted he wanted a mud zombie. Oh yeah, lives for the mud zombies. She she told him, "Look, if if we give you the mud zombie, we got to cut. We got to cut. Uh, you know, ten uh dudes from the power ranger director's episode later in the season we just can't do it man we're giving up too much yeah and it's like it sometimes slips to my mind that kelly and connie are actual sisters because they're relative newcomers oh. to the cast and they haven't really developed that relationship a lot but i just kept on watching like kelly you know her single-minded focus try to get her sister back and i remember like how little like maggie gave a shit about beth until you know it's time for her yeah. to like lose her shit and not I saw, I don't know. Like, I, it's nice. It's nice to see siblings care for each other and uh, maybe take stupid risks for each other. Um, and yeah. even though we haven't known these characters very long, it it pays off. It pays off really nice at the end. Oh yeah, I mean they certainly picked the two of the char the new characters to do this with that I would actually give a shit about. Because if they tried to pull this stuff with Magna and Yumiko, I oh would have been God. like, yeah, yeah. whatever. These people are like the only ones that have not been on my shit list whatsoever. Right. Like the, of the of the new people, maybe professor. Yeah. Professor. Luke started off kind of on the shit list just because he was a dip. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. But um, I, I thought uh, I, I thought they did. Uh, and, you know, that's the thing. It's like if if um, as was reported last week in the feedback section of Connie has kind of gone missing because they were in real life filming the Eternals for Marvel. Um, you know, this is a, an effective way to put the the, the character in uh, in the refrigerator, right? Mm -hmm. um, and you know, give give a new piece of texture as PTSD. You know, you've already got the uh, the relationship between Kelly and Connie to kind of work with. I, I think they've, you know, a, a, a tough set of cards got dealt to them, and they they played them pretty well in this aspect of the plot. Yeah, I'm excited to see um, the haunted house scene like the haunted house episode where uh kingdom is reunited with oceanside because they've you know they've been away from oceanside for so long i feel like they're just waiting for the episode where they can have the manimals attack oceanside mm -hmm. it's not gonna happen oceanside and oceanside manimals that's yeah where oceanside gets stuck in the house a haunted house and has to find its way fight its way out because uh, it's a the haunted, only reason I can see them <laughs> putting it in the fridge for so long. A, a haunted, uh, it wouldn't be a haunted house, it'd be a haunted tiki stand. A yes. haunted snow, a, a haunted surfboard rental. Yes. <laughs> but those aren't very big, so. 
That's it true. won't be a very long That's episode. True. That'll be a mini episode. Uh, it's it's got more, but they're still doing all the inside wall stuff. So it's like it's a lot bigger mm-hmm. than it looks on the on the outside because you got but all it's just surfboards shutting off hallways instead of walls. <laughs> right, right. Walls made out of bamboo. Uh, the manimals stops trying to break down the door, and Connie heads to the basement, which is full of human bones. And the place starts shaking, so Connie climbs into the air vents and then into the walls from there. I don't really know how that works. I guess the whole the whole system here just runs through the walls of this house. I guess, man. I don't know. Nakatimi, I, the Manimals Nakatimi have modified Plaza it. does not <laughs> right. have a thing on this house, man. No. You could you could almost ride a horse through the the cold air return <laughs> system of this place for sure. <laughs> Um, also like these animals are smart enough to like it set traps and like partition the house but they don't seem to know the layout it takes them like 15 minutes to mm-hmm. like oh fuck oh she went in this vent I have no idea where it goes or I don't even like I was expecting a tense chase of like her through the vents by this man because like why wouldn't he was like right there at the staircase yeah. why wouldn't he come down there see the grate is gone and just like bound up there and jump through I don't know I don't know but like Every little subterfuge in this house just befuddled the fuck out of these manimals, gave them five, ten minutes of exposition <laughs> and getting back together and be able to reset and formulate plans is nice. It's nice that they they really like, ah, oh, fuck, I lost the keys. I, I slid this panel shut and ah, da- damn it, Tony, I thought you had the key. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, this this is the manimal that like cleans the bathrooms. This this manimal had nothing to do with the construction of the house. It was all the others who were out. Doing whatever they were doing, I guess, foraging, searching for food, hunting. Yeah. And I thought it's like it does a good job. Like it, it just constantly trigger like the claustrophobic uh, nature and the dark nature of these tunnels and side passages, tripping her mm-hmm. cave PTSD zombie. They keep on going back to that. It's very maze like, uh, too. Um, I, I couldn't really get my bearings in this house. It seemed like every passage either. was brand new and I, I never understood it. Felt like there's a lot of uh, magical geography, kind of like AKA uh, All of the Shining, uh, yeah. or the the was it Haunting of Hill House or whatever? What the fuck was that thing? Uh-huh. Was that on Netflix like two three years ago? Like where they had some of that Unreal, like this corridor usually opens here, but now it's doing that. It's it's pretty cool. I even like the way that the the manimals are you know kind of running on their knuckles, going hungry. Like I it's just yeah, like if they catch, they're gonna eat you, man. And they're oh, not yeah. zombies; they're people. It's gonna be it's gonna be gross. Uh, so Virgil's yeah pursued by a manimal, and Connie sees him struggling through the walls. She gets the tension and almost gets a knife in the face in return. And then this manimal sneaks up on Virgil and attacks him. Connie distracts manimal long enough for Virgil to stab him, and then. Virgil <laughs> comes after her, starts stabbing through the walls and almost gets her. But Connie rips through and he stops stabbing. Yeah, he pulls her, pulls her through the plaster. Yeah, um, I thought that was effective, too. Like, you know, Connie's on the other side of the wall. Uh, obviously, Virgil's mm-hmm. freaking out. Um, she had already she told him, hey, there's shit in the walls that's trying to kill me. Yep. So he and, stabs uh, it. He tries to stab it. Her- yeah. Her being helpless to do anything but watch like this this menacing guy mm-hmm. kind of raise up from the floor and grab like I, it's it's pretty good it's pretty good like I said this uh the the best parts of this episode felt like a ten or fifteen minute short horror festival like submission like something like you know a, a better than average um short horror festival uh little reel uh is it weird to you that Connie never talks. Because Connie's deaf, she can speak. Has she always been deaf? Because if if she's deaf since birth, she might not be very intelligible. But and yeah, she, especially but she doesn't make, talk a like, lot. Like maybe she's maybe there's something I forget. I forget because I remember. I don't want to say something because I remember asserting like I don't think sudden adult deafness actually happens. And then I was. Uh, it turns out I was. I had my head up my ass because. Uh, Angel Theory, the the person's uh, playing Kelly, actually did. You know, this is something real life she's going through right now. And I guess there's like mm-hmm. different like head traumas and fevers and other things like that that can make you go suddenly deaf. And, and I've known a couple of deaf people, and they absolutely could make sounds yeah. like it, intelligible. It, it, 
words too it's not just oh like for sure noises. it's it's, yeah. it's it's distorted because like it's mm-hmm. amazing i also knew a guy that went deaf in um his late later on in life because of an accident and he for the first couple of years talked normally mm-hmm. but the longer it went on the more right. like he developed what I, what I call an accent because it's it's amazing it's like you imagine like the, the kind of mush mouth i am and i can't hear me making mistakes Mm-hmm. So it's like if imagine trying to write your hands right a signature without looking at it and you do it again and again and again for years and years and years, that thing's going to drift over time. Yeah. Just like so like, but I, not being able to speak at all. But I, I, I don't know. That seems weird. But like I said, I, I a couple seasons ago said I don't understand what they're doing with Kelly. It seems kind of dumb, seems kind of unrealistic. And turns out it was entirely realistic. So yeah, all I kinds know. of deaf people, I imagine maybe uh-huh. there's some they're deaf mute. That they can't literally make because it doesn't doesn't seem like she can even like whisper or like not that we've seen her try. No. Yeah. I've never even seen her like cry or like, you know, make noise when she's like crying or in pain. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't I don't know enough about her history or if they've told us. I don't remember um, to know if she was deaf since birth or if this is a more recent phenomenon. Um, sure. But yeah, uh, I, I was just thinking, man. It, yeah, it, it feels like she's pretty helpless here to warn him about the manimal behind him. Right. Where she could just shout, like, behind you or look out or something. <laughs> or, mm-hmm. or anything. Just make any kind uh, of recognizable. It's, it's me. Yeah. Yeah. Any kind of recognizable people noises, you mm-hmm. know. Um, seems like she's she's incapable, though. Yeah. Um, so then Daryl speaks, uh, some information, some, some, mm-hmm. I don't know. He's, he's out in the living room. He's standing above the trap door. He's talking to Carver about like their numbers and the walls and yeah. the guns, uh, as Maggie you is got sitting 20 below. people, you got 20 people behind strong, cold rolled 12 foot high walls with, with guards at every 30 feet and I have a blunderbuss sh- and every, a slung over every back. It's right. You got you got guns. You see, yeah, he's like just giving the you're, you're you're led by a man named Pope with a loose <laughs> command structure. You swap guards every six and a half hours. Like yeah, he's he's got a forehead. And, I haven't seen it. And Carver, to be to to be fair, kind of is all yeah. like he's he's like this is this is bullshit. You know, mm-hmm. it's like what's um, the point of this? What are you doing, here, man? Yeah, yeah, and 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 uh, then uh, him and Leah have a sidebar where they're kind of talking about how they feel about the situation and Pope and and know, Daryl. She's like, "Oh, uh, like, yeah, you always had my my back, but you, you threw yeah. me to the dogs with this fire test." And he's like, "Wake up! Everything's a test nowadays." Um, mm-hmm. So that's and, how he's dealing with the cognitive dissonance. We can we we can see. And Leah goes to like shut all that down because she is the leader of this this troop here. Um, and when she does, Carver just happens to glance down at the floor and spots trapdoor. And he opens it up, but Maggie's group is gone. Uh, they, apparently, they'd snuck outside moments before. Why mm. didn't they sneak out earlier? I don't know. Because there's a lot of questions I have about, like, there's a couple things that happened kind of just so in this episode. And that's mm-hmm. one of them where, you know, I don't know why... Daryl goes and checks the basement and it's like everything's good. No one else like thought to double check his work because that seems like that would have blown up the party. Um, and like what Carver said, like, you know, everything's a test. And if you trust this guy, you're going to fail. Um, and that's the stakes for for Leah here. If because uh, like if, yeah. if Daryl goes down for being an inside man, it seems likely he will. Uh, then she's going to go down with him, probably. Probably. But, um, God, do you think that she's going to they're going to spin off like him having a romantic partner? Oh, um, no. On the series. Ride for two. Uh, yeah, I mean, we already have care, but we, I never thought that they would have like a, I didn't think that they'd do will they won't they for three seasons of Carol and Daryl. But like, ah, if they have like, you know, Carol's the third wheel with the Daryl and Leah show. I don't know. She's got to die, right? She can't come back to Alexandria and, and yeah. reestablish herself. I think she's going to die. Okay. But we'll see. So Kelly's group doesn't know which way to go. So they ask her to decide. And I, she seemingly picks. Well, she picks a random way as best I can tell. Uh, She, she puts her nose up to the wind and like senses where Connie went somehow. Uh, The air smells less foul. This dress. She pulls the Gandalf. (laughs) She, so they show us a box on the ground or something. I can't tell that what the like fuck a, this like is. It's so dark. Or a mirror. Um, I did. I yeah. I I'm not sure. 
I and, think it's and they, something. They, I thought they were showing it to us to let us know they went the wrong way, but then they end up going the exact right way later in the episode. So why did they show us this? I think it's something about the manimals and them hunting and herding. Like there's some kind of like, you know, that's like you're supposed to understand that that's like a peephole station like the paintings are, I think. But again, I could not tell what the what? fuck it was. It looked like some yeah. kind of like. It could have been like a pair, like a primitive periscope or um, some kind of. Yeah, I, I don't know, like a, a makeup compact that. But the, it's clearly significant. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like the second time in a week where they've done something like when where, where we had the, the, the 12 ice cream cone lady, you know, mugging at like there's clearly significance here that I don't know. Is this and the real Stephanie? Now, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Isn't that. So, yeah, semi spoilers, by the way. Well, we talked about this. If you listen to our uh, podcast, our feedback podcast for last week, you know. Yeah, Uh, I I don't know. I I just I'm not sure that this isn't going to be something that is important in the next episode, you know, because obviously you're supposed to notice the the thing going on with the ice cream cone girl and like, oh, I wonder what's up with that. But there was no answers in that episode. Yeah, I watched this episode twice, and it's like on the second. I there, there, I was no clearer. So hmm. okay, I wasn't either. Uh, Virgil gives Connie his knife and tells her to keep going, no matter what happens to him. She says, "Nah, we're leaving together." A, a whole bunch of stuff. Togetherness. Uh, Virgil, you know, tells Connie about his crazy days on the island, how Michonne saved him, and he wants to pass that on to her. But she's like, "No, nope, we're getting out together." More animals show up at the house. Apparently there's a whole pack of them. They attack Virgil. They stab him a bunch. Connie drags his ass into a corner and uses the gut tricks, the guts trick to hide herself and him from a flood of walkers that she lets in by opening the front door. The manimals, I thought were all eaten by the walkers, but they're not. And then Kelly's group shows up to save them from the remaining ones. Unfortunately, there's nothing they can do to make me care about Virgil and Connie because Virgil is a shit bird. He's a crazy person that almost killed. And I guess he's seen the light now and he's kept kind con- So like, I'm starting to warm up to him, mm-hmm. but like this, this, we either do it. I, I, it's like, I, I don't know. Like the, this, we either do it together or not. Just, it's, it's weird because I, I don't, I like Connie, but mostly because, uh, you know, her relationship with Daryl, and I don't like Virgil and these guys like him trying to talk her out and not leaving him and all that kind of stuff. It just didn't really work for me because they don't have a that it's it's not like there was three episodes where we saw them get close and we see them, you know, him trying to take care of her and him trying to talk her through her PTSD and all that kind of um, mm. it just felt like a little bit of filler um, on a kind of a shortish episode. Any anyway. like I feel like this is a, a minute or two shorter than some of the others that we've seen this season. Uh uh, yeah, Frank Nicotero filmed his, filmed his haunted house episode and it's like, oh shit, this wasn't a pandemic episode. Fuck. Fuck. I actually got to put, oh damn. And then he started adding stuff and adding stuff and it's like, oh God, we're gonna have to blow up this. Uh, we're gonna have like a mini morgalizing scene of five minutes with these guys talking. It's it's kind of like those damn chipmunks on the Warner Brothers cartoon. No, 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 no. Yeah, I've sacrificed myself for you. No, 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 no. I sacrificed myself for you. Uh, eh. Hmm. And then I don't know. Also, like, this is another kind of a horror movie thing where invariably once you start getting good looks at the monsters, it just doesn't it, it starts to fall apart. Yeah. And we had these mass packs and they're like, you know, just skinny malnutritioned people mm-hmm. that don't have like higher brain functions. It's pretty easy to dispatch them. So they stopped being scary. Um, what did you think about Connie's solution to the problem? Because I thought it was pretty the guts. idea. Know, yeah, I thought yeah. that was great. Letting the zombies do the fight. And it's a little bit of like a whisperer thing. You know, you got the guardians coming in and, and wrecking, wrecking the cannibal shop. Yeah, especially because they they set this up at the beginning, right? Like with her coming in this house and leaning against the door to try and keep all these walkers out that are piling up at the door. We know there are a bunch of walkers roaming around out there. And with all this commotion, a bunch of animals screaming and shit. They're probably trying to get in the door. So, yeah, I thought it worked really well. Yeah, it's just a damn shame because all that stuff that uh, they gave uh, uh, Virgil to, to do and say just is like this is like the sixth version of this kind of speech we've seen on the show. Right. 
Um, so and like him and Michonne was kind of barely developed. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that felt kind of weird. Um, him like, nah, I'm still staying here and didn't change. Is this a weird character? And, and that stuff didn't work. So. Yeah, I'm mostly with you. Do you think Kevin or I'm, I keep on calling him Kevin because yeah. of the leftovers. Do you think Virgil is dead? No, but I think he will be dead if they don't get him some attention very quickly. He got stabbed like three times by filthy cannibal manable knives. Yeah, probably through the lungs. Yeah, he, he probably will die. I don't think he is currently dead. Let me ask you another question. Uh-huh. How many degenerate teenagers freeze framed on these attacks trying to see some wolf animal titty? Oh, there are better places, kids. Let, let I me get tell it. you. I get it. But like, I think the answer, the, the number's not zero. And also, it's guys, not. come on. You, it's, this, you're down bad if you're doing this. Like, come this on. This is the there's, shit I was doing the in the 90s when pornography took about an hour and a half to download a JPEG. So 100 percent. We've, yeah. we've got better than this now. Come on. Yeah. You can do better, yeah. kids. Yeah, but as soon as I saw that the uh, the wolf animals were running around topless, I'm like, ah, oh, Jesus, there's some real, real, real hard up 13 year old trying to freeze frame AMC titties. <laughs> and you know, they're not going to give it to you. You know, they're no, not. They're wearing no, pasties they're sh- if you even get a shot. Yep, yep. If if you if you penetrate the matted hair and the shrouded darkness, you're mm-hmm. going to get pasty 100 percent guaranteed. Sure. AMC is not going to. You know, they'll they'll not pay writers and they'll drive a show into the ground. But one thing they will not do is let you see a little bit of titty. Yeah, they spent eight million dollars. It's CGing out the nipples of the, the woman. The pasty, yeah, this the CG and pasty budget for Walker nipples. It's uh, it's a lot. But but this just to wrap it up, this is what I'm talking about. This is like the Z Nation. Sh- I can't find fault for it because this is exactly what we've told them to do. Like, if you get to a point where you can't tell a compelling story, just fucking go gonzo, man. And this action where everyone's eating everyone and everyone's getting torn apart and like, oh, maybe some of these yeah. animals get away because they're going to climb up. No, nope, they jump. They just just jump back down. And I'm pretty sure like these we're never going to see these animals again. I did love that. These are one shot animals. The, the, the classic, you know, pull out the guts, pull out the intestines, play with them for a little bit while you're chewing on them. That kind of stuff. I, I yeah, that's the kind of zombie work that really gets me going. Nick Terra is great at that. Yeah. And uh, I also really like the reunion time. I thought the two sisters did a really good job of showing how genuinely like how kind of amazing this is, like in a literal miraculous kind of way, like. that. Probably Kelly, you know, because like everyone has been telling her like, God, you know, Carol's filling your head full of lies like this is false hope. You got to give up. You got to move on. Uh, And she never did. And even she probably felt foolish during some of this time. And just, you know, also like the growing dread of like, oh, my God, I'm so close. What if I don't get there in time? Because they're clearly being followed. They're being tracked that that notepad, that, that journal that they found of Connie's like really, you know, uh really sold us on the atmosphere of the cave and of her paranoia and all that kind of stuff. And I I thought, yeah, they did a great job of showing two sisters through against all odds coming together and embracing. It's a nice moment. All right. Finally, Carver, Leah, Daryl and crew return and tell Pope that they got away. Sorry. Couldn't catch him. Uh, Pope's not mad because while they were out, he was interrogating Maggie's dude and he says he got everything you needed out of him. And apparently he's a walker now. And that mm-hmm. seems real bad for Daryl, especially as Pope and Carver walk off looking like t- looking back at him and laughing. And, you know, is this is this real? It's, is this meant to just induce paranoia or is there some <sighs> real shit that he found out about Daryl that he's going to wait to spring as a trap? There's no way of knowing. Um, right. But it's funny these guys doing this mean girl shit where they're walking around, they're looking back over their shoulder, whispering each other's ears like, oh, look at his fucking hair. It's so ridiculous, right? (laughs) Can you believe can you believe his vest? Oh, my God, his wings don't even match. Oh, my God. He can't sit with us at the lunch table, right? No, no fucking way. Uh, (laughs) It's it's fun. I mean, it's I don't know, because it's it's a great plan, because if you got nothing um, the the test, you know, everything's a test, right? Testing Daryl's loyalty. Like if he runs off in the middle of the night, then he knows, right? Yeah. Um, I think it's kind of like Pope has got a little bit of a a brilliance to him, and I again, I just wish that I didn't know that Daryl is one hundred percent ultra, ultra, ultra safe. 
because I would have genuine. Can you imagine us being like genuinely stressed out about like, what if Norman Reedus dies at the mid season mark or the mm-hmm. one third season mark or something? Unfortunately, that's that's not going to happen. No. Um, but maybe Leah, maybe Leah, like he uh, I could see that being an interesting character note that like he find he doesn't fall in love with anybody. Finally falls in love with somebody. They lead. There's this complicated relationship back and forth. She le- she's in a weird cult uh, and then he ends up getting her killed. Uh, I that's that's kind of interesting, but I have no I have no read on whether Pope is fishing or he's got something. You do you got a read on this? I don't. Um, I I think like you said, there's no real way to know here. Uh, but it tells us something either way about Pope, right? That he is pretty cunning when it comes to uh his plans. You know, it's not just hey, we're going to throw this guy's girlfriend in the fire and see how he reacts. He's, he's you know, testing and retesting, and um, he's got layers here uh, as far as his plans go. He's, he's either going to get something from Daryl when he's on the mission and they're going to find Maggie, or he's got the backup plan of, like, I'm going to torture this guy and get more information out of him. And even if that doesn't work, I'm going to still make Daryl think I did. And then, yeah, it's it's pretty good. I'm I'm really liking what they're putting down here and i hope that pope continues to be like this isn't all just bluster it's it's also hey i've got a plan here the one thing i think won't happen is i don't think daryl runs i I don't think daryl gives up the game here Um, i think daryl sticks with his story until there is an actual confrontation where he has to fight these people or if he runs, he's taking Leah with him. I think he absolutely bolts if he gets Leah with him. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Uh, my question is, is Boston Rob just still holed up in this church? Mm-hmm. Like, isn't he it been be. a day or two? I don't know, because like the, the timeline's a little murky to me, but holy cow, this guy was like on death's door and they left him like three granola bars and a canteen. Yeah. Uh there's a clock on that, man. And you still got to like take I, I am starting to feel better and better about the Reapers being closed out this season. I don't mm. think that we are going to contend with them uh, going forward. I think these were like uh, something to kind of slow burn episodes. Yeah, or, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. The first the first third of the final season, I think that we're going to dispatch them or essentially all but dispatch them. Maybe there's a few Reapers as characters going forward, but. Uh, as as a threat, I think we're going to close them out. Um, I don't know how and to make way for the Commonwealth and the the rest of the the season. It'd probably take what the death of Pope to do that. I mean, because yeah, I just 100%. don't see how to to me like Maggie hears, oh shit, they have twenty people, guns and walls, mm-hmm. and her reaction should be, fuck, we can't take these people, let's leave. We've got an injured priest and uh, some asshole who probably wants to kill me when I sleep. Yeah, yeah. Maggie's reaction should be to just go back home and get reinforcements and come back. Maybe I don't think necessarily that will be her reaction because she's been pretty yeah. bullheaded and stupid uh, on really this journey. Has, yeah. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I mean that's 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 the thing. I, I don't know what Maggie's going to do about this, but now that she knows for a fact that they are way outnumbered, she should not pursue mm-hmm. this. So was was Maggie? Because like Maggie's group. What do we got? Who? How many people were down there? You had for sure four. Gabriel, Casey Jones, Maggie. What? I and thought there's more though. And Negan. So there's only four. Four versus twenty. Yeah, there's no way. No, there's no uh, way. Even with, with Daryl on the inside. I, maybe, maybe with Daryl on the inside, maybe you take out Pope first, and then the rest crumble. But like, the Daryl Daryl got the guns though back, right? Like they're not completely out of ammo and guns. Didn't didn't when he met met up with the old guy who. We thought I was going to leave him for dead, but like, yeah, didn't, didn't he didn't he recover? They so they, they still have some decent. And if the uh, I wonder if they're going to reveal that a lot of these Reapers guns are empty. Could be because they use a lot of flying dagger house of flying dagger shit for people that have working guns, you know, and like the, the yeah. like the guy's got the blunderbuss. What the fuck? I, he I just don't put know. I, river rocks in it. <laughs> yeah. <stuff>. I, <laughs> I wonder I do wonder if there's some little, uh, you know, theatrical Batman type shit going on here where they're projecting yeah, a bigger be. force than they really are. Uh, I mean, the Reapers are pretty theatrical. 
Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, conversely, this could be a savior situation where this is just a satellite outpost of the main thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know because they've already done that. You know, yeah. we we did that with the savior arc. Yeah. Well, they did Morgan's thing like fifteen times. So true. And look at Star Wars; they try to pull off a fucking Death Star every goddamn trilogy. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes twice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's about it, man. We'll see what happens. I, I would yeah. guess we'll get back to Maggie next episode and we can see her try and come up with an excuse to raid 20 people with guns and walls. Apparently Negan's going to teach her some new survival tactics that she oh, hasn't yeah? picked up in 12 years of the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, that's what the, that's right. the, what the, the, the key is you just be a huge asshole. They'll throw you in jail. You don't got to do shit. You just sit there for <laughs> six years and they take Behind care of three squares and, a day. It's amazing. Blocks. Or it's like he just starts unironically quoting uh, Zombieland. Cardio, Maggie. Cardio. <laughs> we're all going to change yeah. into sweatpants. We're going to start fucking running. Okay, then mm-hmm. we're going to... Uh, yeah, I don't know. What did you guys think? We'd like to know. Watching Dead at BaldMove.com is the email address you can use to get a hold of us. We consider all this feedback every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Uh, Eastern time on twitch.tv slash baldmove. So you can either get your takes in to watching dead at baldmove.com or you can uh, try to get in through chat you know we got some live chatters in there and sometimes they do some uh uh what do you call that uh error correction live live fact checking mm. um and get in their thoughts that way but uh twitch.tv slash baldmove is where we do that on wednesdays at 1 p.m and then the podcast comes out the next day if you don't want to mess with a lot of live stuff so i'm uh I'm curious to see what the old dog Negan can can teach some new tricks to Maggie and Chase uh, and Casey Jones next episode. Uh, but we'll be back to talk about it then. You know we will. Penultimate episode of this third season. Uh, see you guys then. <laughs> <laughs>